0: We are going into the installation service now for uh, our new youth pastor, Nicholas
1: Rogers. Good morning. Members of the incredible body of Christ at Calvary Bible Church, today, Nicholas Rogers is to be officially installed as a staff youth pastor of our assembly. It is his calling to have the overall responsibility of developing and implementing programs designed to meet the spiritual, emotional, and developmental needs of the youth of our assembly. This overall responsibility is stated as follows in its official job description detailed elsewhere in this booklet. To provide the overall supervision of evangelistic, discipling, and social needs of youth ages 8 to 12, Implementing and supervise a training program for youth ministry team leaders, assist in the office and other church-related ministry as needed and determined by the senior pastor and/or the pastoral board. We encourage the cooperation of parents, guardians, and other responsible others responsible for our youth with Pastor Rogers as he seeks under God to fulfill his calling in the midst of us. Amen.
2: The scripture reading is taken from First Timothy, chapter 4, verses 12 through, six, 12 through 16. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather, in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Give attention to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation and teaching. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them, so that your progress may be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear
3: you. We continue with the second scripture reading taken from 2 Timothy chapter four, verses one through five. I solemnly charge you, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardships. chips, Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. May God bless to our hearts the reading of his word. Tell them,
4: even if they don't believe you, Nick, just tell them, even if they won't. Just tell them for me, please tell them for me, tell them that I love them, and I came to let them. they don't receive you. Just tell them for me. Please tell them for me.
5: I'm going to ask you, saints, to please stand with me as I read a scripture. 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16. I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful putting me in the service. Even though I am formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, and yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. And yet, for this reason, I found mercy in order that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Dear brothers and sisters, This is the word of the Lord. And all of the children of the Lord said, Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. If you are old and you know it, say Amen. By the time we get to the end of this brief presentation, some persons may want to change their status. The Bible never talks about, well, let's put it this way. The Bible talks about children, it talks about youth, and it talks about adults. It doesn't necessarily speak specifically to teenagers, or at least the word teenagers. So you will find yourself either in the category of being referred to as children, youth, or adults. Now, about 20 days or so ago, at the, at the recent second inaugural Uh, presentation of the new president or again the second term president of the United States President Barack Obama. I was again reminded during that exercise um, thanks to the media focus of the close scrutiny under which people are placed, especially those in leadership positions. Commentary after the event included the change in the president's hair color. Did you notice the change in his hair color from the first presidency until the second presidency? They thought that was newsworthy, so they focused on that. Also, they noticed that he has an apparently combative attitude towards Republicans. They talked about the style of Mrs. Obama's dress at that special event. They talked about her boots as well. The designer of the dress, the designer's first sewing machine. The future popularity of Mrs. Obama's dress, the dress of Malia and Sasha, their electronic device that they had with them that day, the fact that one of them was even chewing gum during the exercise. All of this was the focus of the lens of a cameraman, so much so that it was newsworthy, and they broadcast the same. Today, this very moment. You and I are the consummate total of our inherited genetics and all of our past experiences and the resultant values and beliefs that we currently hold. A predominance of our experiences is based primarily on what we have seen, what we have felt and what we have heard. In other words, we are the sum total of the examples of our past that we have chosen to emulate. The amazing truth is that while we are living out those selective values and examples, others are watching us to see what examples we are setting regardless of your age whether you consider yourself old or young whether you consider yourself a child a youth or an adult you and I are setting an example the provocative question is this what kind of example are you and I setting more specifically what kind of example are you and I setting as children of God? Edmund Burke said, tell me what are the prevailing sentiments on the minds of a young man, and I will tell you what is the character of the next generation. First Timothy four, twelve, 12, that was read earlier by Pastor Mitch, says this, Let no one despise your youth, but rather be an example to the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Now, in contrast to some of the elders in the church of Ephesus, Timothy, well, comparatively speaking, would be considered a very young man. And so this morning, I want to talk to us, not only St. Nick, but to the other saints in the building, that we are setting an example. You are, in this moment again, the sum total of all of the examples that you've picked up over the past, all of the influences that influenced your values, your beliefs, a resident here in this moment at this time. Let us look again at the verse read, 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. It starts off by saying let, and let's be very forensic in a cursory way um, as we look at these. I just want to mention 12 words or phrases to you, and then I will turn sideways and disappear from your sight. It starts off by saying let. This is a transitive verb, archaic in its meaning. It means to neither hinder or prevent or to impede or to obstruct. Positively, it means to allow, to permit, to acquiesce, to authorize, to consent, to ascend, accede, to give opportunity. Let no one, and Bohemian, nobody, not a soul, let no person despise. Here we come to another word. Another transitive verb, despise, to regard with loathing, to regard with contempt, to dislike something or someone intensely, to scorn or to spurn, to look down on. This does not mean that Timothy is to put himself on a pedestal and consider himself immune from criticism. In context... It means that Timothy is to give nobody an occasion to justifiably condemn or criticize him. Saint Nick, you will be criticized. The rest of us saints, we have been criticized. And if you live to see tomorrow, you will be criticized between now and tomorrow or thereafter. But criticism will come. What Scripture is telling us here is not to give them an opportunity to criticize you or us justifiably. Despise. Let no one despise your possessive adverb belonging or relating to you. Let no one despise your youth. Samuel Samuel Ullman says this, and I quote, in terms of his definition of what a youth is. I quote, Youth is not a time of life. It is a state of mind. It is not a matter of red cheeks, red lips, and subtle or supple knees. It is a temple of the will, a quality of the imagination, a vigor of the emotions. It is a freshness of the deep spring of life. Youth means a temperamental predominance of courage over timidity of appetite for adventure over a life of ease. This often exists in a man of 50 more than a boy of 20. Nobody grows old by merely living a number of years. People grow old by deserting their ideals. Years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. Worry, doubt, self-distrust, fear, and despair. These are the long years that bowed ahead and turned the growing spirit back to the dust. You are as young as your faith, as old as your doubt, as young as your self-confidence, as old as your fear, as young as your hope, as old as your despair, youth, age, being young, a state of mind, a state of being young in the formative years of one's growth. Young people have a responsibility and a role to play in every generation. This is especially true if the church is to remain vibrant, relevant, and constant in his message of worshipping God from one generation to the next. I'm especially pleased and encouraged as we look at our young people here at Calvary today and their involvement. And I think sometimes we have taken that for granted and not paused long enough to recognize the worth and the value and the contributions that they have been making over the years. I think it's a good place to say amen. And I thank you, five people, for saying that. <laughs> I think when we think back about here, Calvi, we starting with uh, Clint Kemp, and then we had, of course, uh, Aubrey and Derek Aubrey. We've had um, Victor Roberts. We've had um, coming down. We, then, of course, we had Sean Brennan. We've had um, Terrence. We have had Michelau. We are having um, Saint Nick. You know, and God is placing people in place to influence, to advance the kingdom, starting specifically with our youth, because indeed they are the next generation. Now, if you cannot remember when you were young, go. You know, it is true nonetheless that you are in a different place now than you were let's just say 20 years ago. God has been faithful to us here at Calvary Bible Church. I believe, as I continue, it will do us good to remember that Mozart was just seven years old when his first composition was published. Benjamin Franklin was a newspaper columnist at age 16. At age 22, William Gladstone was a member of parliament. At age 24, he was Lord of the Treasury. William Pitt II was 24 when he became Prime Minister of Great Britain. George Washington was a distinguished Colonel at the age of 22. Napoleon Bonaparte commanded the Army of France at age 25. John Calvin wrote his institute of the Christian religion before he was 23. Charles Spurgeon the renowned Baptist preacher was drawing the largest audiences of his generation before he was 21. By the time he was 33, our very own Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, had already healed the sick and brought sight to the blind, fed the hungry, raised the dead, and paid the price of your sin and my sin on Calvary. How relevant then are the words of the Apostle Paul. Let no one despise your youth, but be thou an example to the believer in speech conduct, love, faith, and purity. Let no one despise your youth, but a conjunction used to introduce an opposing proposition. But rather an adverb on the contrary, in contrast or in opposition to what's being expected, but rather be an example. That seems to be intentional, doesn't it? Be an example. Live with that intent that I am being an example. Somebody is watching you. If your children were to copy you in terms of your words, your actions, and they are great imitators, and I tell you that from a personal experience, and I'm engaged with them on a daily basis, you are an example. If you leave your house and ask your child to imitate how you behave, you would be shocked. They will say what, and they will act out what you say, how you behave, all of your mannerisms, because you are setting an example, even though you did not say, watch me. Sometimes you say, listen to me, and they do. And when you warn them not to listen to you, they are still listening. You know, so it's important that you model a good example. And to be an example means that you are the specimen of what it is you are demonstrating or providing an example of. You are to be a sample, an instant, an illustration of whatever that is. You are the model, you are the paragon, the pattern, the exemplar. You are the epitome of what it is you are demonstrating. Paul is telling Timothy here, as we are saying not only to St. Nick, but to all the other saints, that we are to be an example in speech. How is your talking? What is it that you say? Speech is a gift. And with that comes some awesome responsibility in the use of that speech. Here it refers to Timothy's conversation. What's your conversation usually like? His speech should always be that which should characterize a child of God. He should not only avoid such speech as is distinctly forbidden, but also such that would be not edifying to the hearers. He was to recognize that indeed, according to Proverbs 18.21, death and life is in the power of the tongue. He is also like the psalmist, he was to pray this prayer daily, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips, according to Psalm 141, verse 3. synesthesia is a word that, it is a neurological term that used for people who when one sensation is merged with another sensation, and you, it's like when I say a word, you see a color. Some of you have this experience, sometimes you say, every time I see that picture, oh, when I see that, I can taste it. You, you hear, you're you, 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 you with me, you feel me? Sometimes, if people were able to hear the words that you say, but not only hear it as we should, but if they can see it, what color would be the words that you say, would it be attractive? Would it be ugly and scary? Watch what you say. Never before has youth had so much to say as they do today. There are many reasons for this, but Chief, I believe, among them are the mass media with its instant knowledge and messaging. You know, these other BBM, I only had BB gun, now they get BBM, you have Facebook. Booking. And you remember one time when it was, you were told, keep your face in the book? Now, we just you better don't say Now they're Facebooking. Too much Facebooking, you know. Then there it was Twitter or tweeting, and when we heard about tweeting before, it was the birds singing. Now it's something different. They have a lot to say, thanks to the social media, the pressures have also had a contribution to make. And the permissive climate of our contemporary life has lifted those restrictions that one silence our young people. The question is though, what are the young people saying today? What are they saying that is shaping our homes, our social media, and our communities, our schools, and our churches? Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 says that God, after he had spoken long ago to our fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. I believe that this is the only word that can bring salvation, peace, and harmony to a sin-ridden world. And that is the word of the Lord. Let no one despise your youth, but... In speech and in conduct, conduct, that is your demeanor. Timothy was to remember that he was under the watchful eyes of the young and the old. It's amazing. The young and the old. You are not exempt. The young people will be watching you. The young people are watching us. The old are watching those who can still see. But they are watching. We are under the watchful eyes of everyone. Therefore, his behavior had to be exemplary as befitting a man or a child of God. Nothing about his deportment or comportment should cause reproach to the name of Christ. Nothing. Wow. What a challenge for our young people today. For those of us who have been younger longer, you have to notice any have you noticed anything different but our young people with respect to their dress code has dress code changed since then what about the hairstyle what about the music their slang their, their form of entertainment nobody shoot marble no more play jack stone top sling down bird god little bird None of that, no more. Here is where I believe the Christian youth has truly an opportunity to be the salt and the light of the world, standing as a bastion against the corruption and dispelling the invasive darkness of sinful conduct. Our conduct must never be neutral. It is either redemptive or destructive. Let no one, I again say to us, to see Nick. Despise your youth, but rather be an example in speech, in conduct, and in love. Love is of God. God is love. Timothy was to show this love to God, to fellow believers, and to non-believers. It was to be the motive for all of our actions, all of his actions and interactions with God, and fellow humans. Today we live in a world that is replete with examples of lovelessness. Hatred, racism, poverty, and violence are all around us. There is only one cure for these evils the love of God, lived out and released through the children of God in a redemptive way. Again, let no one despise. Your youth, but rather be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith. Faith, I believe, that the faith spoken of here is trust, reliance, confidence in God. See, Nick, you will have occasions, maybe when you question your faith, I am to encourage you that to never give up on God, despite the apparent circumstances it is this faith it is something to be cherished and something to be shared timothy was to believe god for with god all things are possible in the age of skepticism and faithlessness our youth as well as others could do well to return to god remember without faith it is impossible to please god hebrews 11:6 tells us that to establish our homes, we need faith. To establish our churches, we need faith. To establish our nation, we need faith. First John 5 and 4 tells us that even our faith is born of God. When he says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Therefore, be steadfast, be dependable. Let no one look down on your youth. But rather, be an example to the believer in speech, in your conduct, in your love, and in your faith, and in purity. Timothy was to conduct himself in such a way that his character would be honorable before men and blameless and virtuous before our God. In our age of widespread permissiveness, and relativistic values, we need an army of young people who are going to reveal the character of God in terms of their holy living. Oh how we need young men and young women who would demonstrate that laughter can still be holy and that love can be holy, sex can be holy, business can be holy, pleasure can be holy. In addition to these character traits, it is important that we remain pure in our doctrine and what it is we are teaching. In conclusion, whatever our shortcomings are, whether it is age, knowledge, lack of training, etc., if we concentrate on setting an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, we would bring glory and honor to our God. And we would bring glory and honor to our God in our homes, in our ministries, our jobs, our businesses, our pleasures, and in all areas of our lives. And so I now, in his elected words, of the Apostle Paul, according to Acts chapter 20, verse 32, and 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. I say, as I say to St. Nick and to all the other saints, and now I commend you to the God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, my brothers and sisters, that is the word of the, God, of the word of the Lord, and all of God's children said, Amen. "Amen."
0: Thank you, Pastor Fowler. Pastor Fowler has been a teacher of our young people for many years, doing a faithful, magnificent job, and we thank God for that. Now, Pastor. Father, I think you said something along the line that age or youth is a state of mind. I think I've been living in the wrong state for some time. And then some people like to say that age is only a number. Well, yesterday or the day before, I really got my numbers confused. Somebody asked me how old I was, so I told them 76. So Nancy came and said, no, 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 you're 77. He says, how can that be? She says, well, you're born in 36. You take 36 from 213, you get 77. I said, right away, I grew one year in two minutes. So it is a state of mind, and it is just a number.
6: Nicholas, do you affirm your personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, both as Savior, and as Lord of and in your life? Yes, by His grace I do. Do you unreservedly acknowledge the Holy Scripture in their original manuscript to be the verbal, plenary, inherent, inspired Word of God? and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Yes, by His grace I do. Nicholas, do you believe with all your heart that you have been called by God to the ministry of youth pastor at Calvary Bible Church?
2: Yes, by His grace I do. Nicholas, do you in the presence of God and these witnesses and in dependence upon Him commit yourself to this sacred responsibility and trust? Yes, by His grace I do. Will you be diligent in the reading and studying of God's Word, develop a life of prayer? a pursuit of holiness, and in seeking these things, which will enable you to realize and enhance the maturity in Christ so as to be an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity? Yes, by His grace, I will. Will you strive to be a faithful servant to all whom you are called to serve, especially for the youth of this assembly and their parents, humbly working together with others who are also called to fulfill the great commission? Yes, by his grace I will.
0: Would the congregation please stand? Today we celebrate God's gift of leadership for his people. We joyfully thank him for, for providing those who serve him and his people by way of ministry to youth. Jesus taught leadership by serving in selfish love. He said, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. We are for those
4: who
0: serve us. We, pray that we Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I charge, you, I charge you, people of God and members of the incredible body of Christ at Calvary Bible Church, and especially our young people, to receive Pastor Nicholas as Christ's gifts to us. Recognize in him the Lord's provision for a strong, healthy, maturing body life. Hold him in honor. Take his counsel seriously. Respond to him with respect. Accept his help with thanks. Sustain him in prayer and encourage him with your support, especially when he feels the burden and pressures of the ministry. Acknowledge him then as the Lord's servant among us. Esteem him highly in the Lord. Do you then, as members of the incredible body of Christ at Calvary Bible Church, pledge to receive Nicholas as you have been charged, thereby affirming his call by the Holy Spirit. Nicholas, by the laying on of our hands, we now set you apart to the service to which God the Holy Spirit has been pleased to call you by his sovereign choice. Youth Pastor of Calvary Bible Church, Nassau, Bahamas. May God, our Heavenly Father, who has equipped you to serve him and his people, guide you by his word and spirit and cause your ministry to prosper that the youth in particular and church as a whole may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. May you be fully empowered by all the divine resources of our all-powerful, sovereign, triune God to fulfill your ministry to the praise of His glory. And all of God's people, May our sovereign God enable us all in the fulfillment of the charge we have have corporately undertaken on behalf of our brother Nicholas. And again, all of God's people said, And so Nicholas, having we believe to this point in time, met the spiritual and biblical qualifications and requirements of Calvary Bible Church, I, on behalf of the pastoral and deacon boards and members of the local body, do hereby commission you to the ministry of youth pastor in our midst. And in so doing, commit ourselves to caring for both your spiritual and material needs as you seek to fulfill this divine calling for the glory of the triune God and the extension of his kingdom. And so may the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, who has appointed you to this high calling, graciously enable you by his own grace and all sufficient power to perform your calling for his glory, the salvation of his souls, and the good of his people, both at home and throughout the world. And again, all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Nicholas. Welcome to the body as you fast it. Amen.